0: Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden, a holistic psychologist, Reiki master, and astrologer. On this show, you'll discover practical information from both Eastern and Western medicine, as well as ancient cultures, to empower you to live vibrantly. So join me on this powerful journey into transforming all facets of being human, spirit, mind, physical body, and emotions. Okay, episode 1. Here we go. This episode is all about the importance of connection and awareness. So, not surprisingly, I'm sure you're aware that we as humans we're wired for social connection. So, years ago, that was just part of the fabric of the way that we lived. We used to live in small communities or villages, you know, where we lived and worked in harmony with nature. You worked with your family and the people that were in your community because that was was basically the only way to survive. That was the way to make labor productive and to have enough resources emotionally, physically, and spiritually to survive. And so that model worked for people and obviously as anything else, there's pros and cons to it. But when you look at it, that worked because we were in harmony with nature. And so people used to know based on the sun, where the location of the sun was, where the location of the stars was, what the wind changes were, what the animals in the environment were doing when they left or went into hiding. You knew that there was something else around or that there was bad weather coming, etc. So people really used to pay attention to what was going on around them in order to survive and to thrive. And so over time, obviously that's changed. You know, During that time, we had the support of extended family, whether that was biological or social in the sense of just the people that happened to live within the proximity of where we were located. Now, most of us live very fast-paced lives and we've become disconnected from nature in our busy day-to-day doings. And so we're without the support of nature, for the most part, the lack of connection to it, and we're also very disconnected from the social support of having that community support built into the way that we live. There's been a huge switch in emphasis on independence and doing things ourselves, which there is benefit to being self-reliant, but there's also the important point of having Support while doing it. Just for example, my own parents, you know, which is just one generation back. My mom grew up in Newark, New Jersey, in an Italian family, and her family lived on one floor in a home. And I actually think it was an apartment. That's not accurate. In that apartment building, she where she was, they had her parents sleep on the couch. Her sisters were in what she told me was a converted closet, and then she and her brother also had space for their living arrangements. And down the street, there were several other families that she was related to. She had cousins and aunts and uncles, and there was lots of family members that lived within walking distance from where she was. And so that provided a lot of built-in support. You want to go outside and play. There's other people, you know, you go, you do whatever. When you know, you're know, you having a meal, there's lots of people to help make it. There's people to share in, to celebrate with, even just on a daily basis. And I think that we realize and that we don't realize how much that that means when you don't have that. Um, my dad, for example, he lived in a three-story house in Nutley, New Jersey, and he and his mom and dad were on one level and his aunt and uncle and cousin were on another level. And then he had other extended family on the first floor. So you had three different families within the same house. And so obviously there's a lot of interaction just based on that alone. And so when we all moved to the way we most of us live now, where we're living in independent homes with our current family, a lot of that support, just in very basic ways, is gone in the sense of you know, if you just want to go to the bathroom, there isn't necessarily anybody there to take care of the baby if you're a young mom. Whereas if you were living in a house where there's all those other extended family members, you could probably go out to the grocery store without needing to take the baby or, you know, do other things very easily. And and now that simple things like that are not available to most people. And We've increased the pace of what we expect ourselves to do. So, not only do we not have that kind of support around, we're expecting ourselves to do more and to do that in a fast pace without a lot of support. And what happens is we get so focused, or we can get so focused on what we need to do to survive, that we become disconnected from ourselves because we've become human doings. We're no longer human beings. We're just, what can we do? What can we do? We have to get these things done. And it becomes a cycle of doing and doing and doing and doing. And okay. So what do we do about that? Well, we can't do anything if we're not aware of it. That's the first thing we can't make any changes until we're awake. So if we're moving too fast. Because we are trying to get so many different things into our lives, we often don't take the time to stop and check in with ourselves. We may just keep running until we burn ourselves out. But our innate intelligence in our bodies has a way of letting us know, and our body is very wise and it will get our attention, whether that be through injuries, through illness, through negative emotions. But the question becomes are we listening? are we listening to those incredibly wise messages that our body has for us if you're an athlete and you keep having repetitive injuries one after another after another it may be time to start in questioning yourself and say what are these about what is my body trying to tell me do i need to slow down do i need to do things differently if you're chronically ill you may want to take a look at why is that happening? And what is your body trying to communicate to you? When we don't listen to the messages that our body is giving us, those messages just get louder and they get more serious. We can pay attention to the messages and whatever opportunities arise and use those as chances to transform, or we can ignore them and we can hope that they go away. And we can just keep going like a hamster on a wheel in a cage, go around and around and around and around. But I've got news for you that doesn't work out too well. It may even in the short term look like it's working. It may in the short time look like you got away with it, but that's not how it works. Karma will eventually find everyone. So, you know, for example, my story is one of my friends called me? This was years ago. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman on crack, and I was basically a high-level human doing. And I got to say, at the time, I was really proud of it. I thought I could just do so many things, and look at me, I'm go go going, and on the outside, it looked like I was achieving so many things, you know. But I ignored so many messages from my body. My body tried. <laughs> give my body props. It definitely tried. It said, here's some fatigue. Here's some sadness. Here's a bunch of colds. We'll give you some laryngeal infections. And I would deal with those, you know, on a physical level. Okay. I'm going to do whatever it takes to deal with those physically, you know, and I dealt with it all naturally. I dealt with it, you know, with oregano oil and vitamin C and lots of wonderful things. And then I'd get right back, you know, into things and go full steam ahead, just do, do, doing right back at it. And I was really trying to make changes in my life. I was, I had tried all kinds of things. I was even working with a shaman at the time, but I was really struggling to get out of my own way. And it really wasn't easy for me to give up control of doing things, you know, my way to create the life I thought I wanted, but I never really examined whether or not you know i never really examined it meaning i never really stopped to see if what looked like success on the outside if it really was what i wanted and so you know i was living based on how things looked on the outside you know did i have a marriage to um you know that by all meaning at the time looked fabulous check did i have two beautiful children check successful career check a lovely home check um, you know, I even had the chocolate lab and a golden retriever, and I was competing in triathlons. You know, on the outside, everything you know checked all the boxes of what I thought I wanted my life to be. And, um, the question I hadn't asked myself was, you know, am I feeling fulfilled? Is what I'm doing bringing me peace, joy? Do I feel passionate? I never even stopped to ask. It was like I created this altered reality. This is what my life should look like. This is what should. See, I said should. This is what I thought it should look like. And I controlled everything to get it to look that way. You know, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to do all these things and, and there, you know, And there it is. But I didn't actually check in internally with my emotions and with my spirit to see if it was really actually fulfilling me. You know, so I encourage you to take some time and connect with yourself and say, am I happy? Do I feel joy? Does going to college bring me joy? Is this what I want to do with my life? Or is this just a path that I started down that somebody told me I should do, so I'm doing it? You know, we can do this in all areas. Does this relationship bring me joy? Does it make me feel healthy and happy? My job? Does it honor who I am? Does it honor who I want to be? Part of it becomes just taking the time to ask those questions. And one of the things that a lot of times we're not even aware of is that we're born and we are perfectly made. And then we start to become a somebody. And Ram Dass talks a lot about this we become a somebody. And what that means is our parents, our teachers, our coaches, other adults in our life, all kinds of people start to impact us in a way that tells us what we're supposed to do. And then that becomes our identity because we're a somebody. You know, whether that means that You're the kid that is a baseball player and, or you're a, um, into academics or you're into art. You're an artist. Those are not who you are. Those are things you do, but we're so busy becoming somebody based on all the things around us who people tell us to be that we lose sight of who we actually are. And we will believe we're that somebody that people tell us to be. And so guess what? That somebody that you were told to be, if you don't wake up and question yourself, you'll just start making life choices based off what other people told you. That script that's in your head of who you think you're supposed to be may not actually be who you are. It may not be your authentic self. It's the programming that's been instilled over the years. It's that dance class that you took because your friend took it or because your mom told you you should take it, and that led you to something else. And all these little things add up. And I encourage you to really take the time because you're worth it. Take the time, make the time for yourself and reconnect with yourself and start asking yourself the tough questions. Take the time to ask yourself the tough questions about what you're doing. Make mindful choices because otherwise, if you don't, you'll be sleepwalking through your life and you'll deny yourself the ability to live vibrantly and to live a high vibration life which is all about love. And it starts with self-love. And if you don't know yourself, then you can't love yourself. And I know this because for most of my life, I was asleep. I was totally sleepwalking. And one day, a doctor said to me, Dr. William Holder, if you're out there, I remember Dr. Holder said to me, you know, you don't love yourself, right? And I was so insulted. I was so insulted. I was furious. I said in my head, I didn't have the courage to say it out loud. I'm so fabulous in my head. I'm saying, I'm so fabulous. Look at all the wonderful things that I do. Look at all the things I do for other people and all the things I've accomplished in my life. So, of course, I love myself. Well, I'd love to tell you that that day I went home and I had some awakening and I, uh, you know, changed my life, but I didn't. I continued to um, basically be a martyr because I didn't love myself. I gave all of myself away. And thanks to Dr. Holder planting some seeds and some other things in my life, I eventually realized that if I loved myself, I'd make myself a priority. And it started with Dr. Holder planting that seed. So let me plant that seed for you. Ask yourself, do you love yourself? And if you really want to see, check yourself. A great thing to do is ask yourself that question while looking into a mirror. Because when you look in the mirror and you ask yourself that question, there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide. The only person there is you. And it can be powerful. It can be very powerful. In my own health journey, I kept thinking that somebody was going to miraculously come in and rescue me and save me and fix me. And... At some point, I came across a book called Becoming the Healer. And that was a very powerful book for me. The concept alone was very powerful. And it basically taught me that I need to take responsibility. You know, we all need to take responsibility for our own lives and take back our power and our connection to ourselves. And when we do that, Anything is possible. It doesn't mean we don't get help from others, but it does mean that we take responsibility for the choices that we make and we listen. We listen to the divine wisdom within us and we use that. You can call it intuition, you can call it your gut. You let that guide you. And you know that the choices you make are yours and not doing something is also a choice. And so it's really important to become our own healers. And that's really part of what my journey for this podcast is, is to get information out there to people to help you reconnect with yourself. Because in this world of fast-paced, high-tech, people think they're so plugged in. And you are physically plugged in. We're all plugged in. I'm plugged in right now to be able to bring this broadcast to you. We're very plugged into technology. But unfortunately, sometimes when we get super plugged into technology, we can get unplugged from ourselves. And we can get so busy and so disconnected from that beautiful, authentic person, spirit, that lives within us, that we start to lose our identity as the human being that we're meant to be. So every episode will have some sparks of wisdom, and I'm going to explain in a minute what that means, but before I do, here's my daughter, Isabella Ann, singing a cappella to bring us over to the sparks of wisdom. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 oh. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 oh. oh. Sparks of wisdom are anything that sparks a connection to the wisdom within you. So it's anything that you find useful. But I'm just going to throw out a couple things that may be useful or not. So, check them out. And from this episode, I'm hoping that something that you heard will facilitate that connection for you, or at least start you on that journey. So from today's podcast, The Sparks of Wisdom, I would suggest you check into. They'll be in the show notes. The first one is The Mirror Work that I talked about and the second one is just checking in with yourself and maybe doing some journaling or meditating or just sitting outside and thinking about some questions to check in and see how how you are and really who you are on the deeper levels. So check out the show notes and I'll have some resources for you there. And I hope that something sparks that connection to the wisdom within you because you have that divine wisdom in you, and connecting with it makes all the difference. Thanks for joining me on this episode. For more information, stop on over at drkimberlyann.com. And as always, be you, be love, and be present.